God is a God of endless provision. Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. Good morning, my friends. We are moving on today in Philippians chapter 4, looking today at verses 14 through 20. But before we get into the text, let's go before the Father. Heavenly Father, we love you today. We thank you that you are the God of all provision. There's no need that we could have that you are not capable of meeting. Uh, And so we give you thanks, O God. Your provision is precisely what we need, and you deliver it right when we need it. And we give you thanks for that. Father, speak through your word as always, we pray. And may this time in your word, studying together, be fruitful uh, and beneficial for our spiritual growth. We love you so much, and thank you, Jesus, in your name. Amen. Paul writes, Yet it was good of you to share in my troubles. Moreover, as you Philippians know, in the early days of your acquaintance with the gospel, when I set out from Macedonia, not one church shared with me in the matter of giving and receiving except you only. For even when I was in Thessalonica, you sent me aid more than once when I was in need. Not that I desire your gifts. What I desire is that more be credited to your account. I have received full payment and have more than enough. I am amply supplied now that I have received from Epaphroditus the gifts you sent. They are a fragrant offering, an acceptable sacrifice, pleasing to God. And my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. To our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. What a great uh, word of thanks and appreciation for the Philippians and their partnership with him and the ministry of the gospel. This is a thank you letter at the end of his letter to them. Uh, Paul is recalling the many ways that they stepped up and provided for the needs of his mission endeavors. And um, they, at every turn, when they had every opportunity, uh, contributed financially so that Paul could stay uh, devoted to the work to which he was called. Um, And so now Paul is in a situation where he is amply supplied and the coffers are full and he's able to do the necessary work. And even though he's imprisoned in house arrest, uh, the treasury is full and uh, his needs are met, and they even came through with a, a gift recently from Epaphroditus, and Paul is now in receipt of that. He's thanking them for their partnership and praying that God would bless them as a result of their obedience to do so, and he's acknowledging that their act of giving uh, sacrificially uh, is to God a fragrant offering, an acceptable sacrifice. It's pleasing to the Lord. And you know, when we meet God in his work, it is pleasing to him. He doesn't pressure us to do so. He waits for us to say, you know what? That's where I want to devote myself. That's where I want to devote my time, energy, money, and resources to the work of God in the world. And the same is true when we unite in a sacrificial way with what God is doing in the world. And Paul says uh, famously in verse 19, these words that are so powerfully true, And my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. Now, many of you have been in churches where your pastors have taken you through a study of the meaning of the names of God from the Old Testament. And one of those names is Jehovah Jireh, 
the God who provides. And Paul is talking here about the ministry of God's provision in our lives. And what he says is so affirming and so true. And if you've been the recipient of God's care and provision, you know this to be true. He says, my God, our God, will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. So what Paul is saying is there is no need you can have that God can't meet. He will meet all your needs, but he will do so according to, uh, to that which uh, increases his glory most. <laughs> so God, uh, out of the riches of his glory, will do that which brings him more glory for his namesake. And um, what a powerful thing that is. When God comes through for us, God gets glory because we testify to his goodness. And others who might not know him hear of God's ability to provide and to come through for us. And when they hear those testimonies, they're moved in their hearts. And I believe the Spirit uses that to tweak their spirits, to, to, be, to move them closer to Jesus so that they might one day surrender their lives to him and receive him as Lord and Savior. This is how it works. And so as God comes through for us, we testify. God gets glory. People's hearts are moved by those stories of, of God's activity in our lives. And the kingdom is built. It's a beautiful thing, my friends. And it leads Paul to say, and it should lead all of us to say, to our God and Father, be glory forever and ever. How true. We testify to his goodness and greatness in our lives. And we, and we say uh, a resounding word of praise to our God. May God get the glory now and always forever and ever. May our lives be a testimony to his glory and greatness. And I'm so grateful for the witness of his care and provision in my life. There's so many places I could point you to <laughs> where the Lord has come through for me in ways that are mind-boggling and amazing. All right, my friends. Hey, thank you so much today for taking time out of your day to study. And I pray that this is always a beneficial time to you. God bless.